welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. We are so excited. We've got a special guest today. Uh, we've got Allison Badley from Lafette Florals. She is um, a beautiful, I'm going to say artist with flowers. She 100%. does. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen anything like her work. Um, she has 10 to 12 weddings a year, those lucky, lucky brides and grooms. Uh, and then she also does botanical styling and prop styling and just has a really, really special eye for, I think, doing things that are unique, um, but so beautiful. You have to get out your camera because you're never going to see it again. Yeah, it's very tailored, I feel like, to the individual or the company that she's working with. Anyway, and she's, I wish you guys could all see her because she has like sparkles on her sweater. She's this beautiful, like Givenchy red lipstick and always has a red lip on. And like, she looks like a unicorn on her eyes. Anyway, <laughs> I, so, love it. I love it. Well, before we get to Allison, we have yeah. a really quick um, word from our sponsor. Yes. We've always wanted everyone to have some of Allison in their home. So we created a program where you can have one of our design specialists help help you pull your home together one room at a time. They will help you space plan and source each piece down to the very last layer. And get this, these services are complimentary and offered nationwide. For more details and information, contact us by emailing us at designrequest at alicelane.com or you can call us at 800-423-7757. Again, email us at designrequest at alicelanehome.com or call us at 800-423-7757. We can't wait to work with you. Awesome. Thanks, Sue. Okay, Allison, welcome. Thank you. I'm honored to be here with you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so we have a lot of questions from the people that follow us on Instagram. I think people that um, have beautiful homes often entertain and they want to know what's in. I know that sounds silly because it's flowers, but I mean, I think you've taught us a lot about what's trending right now, what's not trending. And I think our listeners are people that love to make beautiful homes and also probably love getting fresh flowers or throwing events with flowers. Yeah. Maybe they're going to have a wedding in the future. So I think yeah. it's just awesome that Allison um, was was willing to come on here and share her knowledge with us. So Allison, do you mind just telling us a little bit, how did you get into florals? Um, well, my journey has been gradual, I would say. I, I wouldn't say that it's something I always wanted to do, mm -hmm. but I have always had a love for flowers and art and design. And it, while living in Paris for a little while, Paris, France, it, I would go to the flower markets there and just, I really enjoyed the nature and the juxtaposition of the architecture there. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gave me an aesthetic for what I saw there when I lived there. Yeah. And then I came home and being a mom for a little while and having past jobs, I didn't know, I knew I wanted to do something mm -hmm. and something creative. And I started just doing events for friends or parties. And I remember one night at two o'clock in the morning, I was down in my basement because it's the coldest room in the basement. Best mm -hmm. place to do flowers is your mm -hmm. coldest room. And I was sitting there with a bunch of flowers around me in this bathroom and my husband knocks on the door and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's two in the morning. And I realized I had no concept of time. I so just nice. got to this place where I was just so happy and in this creative zone and 
I, I realized that it created like this happiness inside me and to create this lovely, lovely floral arrangement and to work with flowers. And I really wanted to do something with that. And so I had a friend who asked me just out of the blue, a good friend in my neighborhood just said, would you do my son's wedding? Wow. Like design it, do all the flowers, everything had to think about it, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, you know, yeah. that is, yes, I want to do that. And so I did this wedding and it happened to be like a famous football player. No. So, way. you know, that kind of added to uh-huh. my success yeah. and it was kind of the beginning of Instagram and social media. And so I just kind of put it out there. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with this. Beautiful pictures and lovely photographer really did some amazing flowers and helped them with their event planning and design. And I loved every minute of it. And how long ago was that? That was nine years ago. Wow. So from there, it kind of took off and and slowly kind of just organically happened for me. And I wouldn't say I have training. It's been through... You know, putting on events, searching on the internet, freelancing for other florists around the country. Um, I just got my experience from not having experience. I think it has allowed me to break rules and Mm -hmm. do things differently Yeah, because I wasn't taught. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why your florals are so, so extraordinary. Oh, well, thank you. You're so nice. Because you're, you're willing to break rules and try new things. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to do like a certain mathematical, perfectly symmetrical, uh, traditional arrangement. So it allows you to be an artist. Uh Yeah. You know, definitely. And it definitely is my happy place for sure. Uh, Tell the people what does La Fete mean? It means the party. So I did that a really long time ago and it's L-A-F-E-T-E. And a lot of people are, (laughs) call it La Fete or, (laughs) (laughs) but I've stuck with it. I've thought about changing my name, but people are like, you're too, you're too far gone to change your name. Oh, I love it. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. What is the most extravagant, crazy floral event you've done? So, you know, crazy, I think happens in an event because of the elements you're dealing with, because you never know what you're going to go into. Um, So flowers, it's kind of like being a caterer. Mm -hmm. You might get a flower. It might be totally something different than you ordered. And we don't have a flower market here, so we can't just go and pick out what we want. I get them on a plane and I go pick them up. And, you know, so I don't always get to visually see what is coming. So I have to be very creative with what I have and also dealing with the elements, meaning like wind, rain, you know, (laughs) it can be very challenging. Um, And I've had very hot weddings. I think my worst thing is the wind. The wind can ruin everything. True. You know, so your hair, your hair, your flowers, the food. Yeah. So wind is my biggest element, crazy element, um, extravagant. I've done some amazing things. I love to push boundaries when I do my flowers. Mm -hmm. I love to hang things. I'm always up on a ladder or someone's up on a ladder Mm -hmm. hanging something. Like if there's a beautiful beam, I'm like, gosh, we got to use that. So doing an example out of the norm. So I've created like a, like around probably eight foot hoop of 
delphinium hanging down, just hundreds of delphinium or like a floral ceiling or float. Like I love just floating flowers, things like that. It just creates a whole unexpected jaw dropping experience for your guests. And so that's really important to me is just to do something very unique and whimsical, but still be timeless and classic Mm. at the same time. If somebody wanted to hang flowers from their ceiling, what tools would you need? Is it like fishing line? So I have, I use fishing line, but sometimes that can be a a little slippery Uh unless, you know, I got to do a square knot every time. So these are things I've learned. I really like to use wire, Uh like a thin gauged wire. Mm. Home Depot's my friend for all things floral. Love Home Depot. Sometimes I will have an actual company come in and create a structure for me. I used to do them all by myself, but I've learned over time that there are other people that do that better. And then I will hang the florals from a structure. Mm. If there's not something existing, I'll create, I'll have this, a company come in and create it for me. Yeah. So, so you must use the architecture. A lot of experimenting in your basement with some of these. Oh, definitely. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. And I think that's just part of, you know, any business and creative businesses. Of course, you have to, a a lot of flower lab. Yeah, like a flower lab. Exactly. (laughs) Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your your, um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care, your sleep health. If you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. That's so cool. Okay, next question is, um, we just recently had a party with Allison back in October and I got to sit by her and she was telling me her flowers were just so extraordinary and I couldn't put my finger on what was unique. And she was saying that greenery is not in style for florals, which broke my brain. I'm sure all of you are dying <laughs> now. And um, it's, she just has like a really sort of airy floral arrangement and everything is a flower or a beautiful foraged, wild looking sculptural botanical, um, like I don't know. You had like, it seemed like they were like dried, crunchy, beautiful orangish leaves or almost like ferny though. Um, Yes. Those were, those are golden fern. And we are so so lucky to have these in our mountains in the fall. 
like probably like late September, early October, you can go forage these in our mountains. And, you know, I wouldn't call it a green because it's a golden fern. So yes, that style of not having any greens and any filler Mm -hmm. in your flowers is a huge trend right now. And, you know, some of you might think you, okay, well, that's just a bunch of roses. No, you want, I still want to create texture and depth and, you know, places for that little butterfly to fly through your Mm -hmm. centerpiece. And I want to create something that's interesting for your eye. So I think doing that, you know, making these all flower or all non-green centerpieces is, has been really fun. It's almost like painting a painting, you know, making the colors work together and, and going along that color spectrum and finding things that are unusual and have an unusual texture, but isn't a green or a filler. It can also be really expensive. So you have to be careful. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like the more creative route too. Oh, it totally obviously is. Obviously like the yeah. green is just like an easy, like, Oh, it's easy. Your greens in there, but exactly. Yeah, but really. And that is, it was so beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. That. It was really fun mm-hmm. to be able to do that and arrange in your beautiful vases. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I've, I've had that, beautiful of vases to arrange in. So that was really fun finding, you know, having the vessel first rather Mm -hmm. than having the flower and then finding the vessel. That was, that was a fun challenge for me. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Oh, thank you. Okay. So what else is in style right now? If greenery is not in style, what else is the hippest, hottest thing? So I think we are in a time of like anything goes. Mm -hmm. I think people have really honed in on what they love, you know, like not following the trend of the day, not, not looking towards, I mean, obviously trends and, and design affect us Mm -hmm. and what we like and what we gravitate to. But I think people have become more individualistic in their style. And so I'm finding brides are kind of like all over the map. Mm-hmm. There's not anything that they're gravitating towards. Lots of so fresh color yeah. and people just want to celebrate and flowers. You know, that's partly why I love it. It's, it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. A flower, giving a flower is part of a celebration, whether it's a celebration of life or a wedding or, you know, just to say hello to a friend. It's just part of life celebration. And I love that. That's so beautiful. No real trends right now. I know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's just because like we have so much available, like visually, like we have Pinterest, we have all these things so that you can see such a wild variety that you can really, I mean, that's how it is for interiors. Yeah. There's really no, mm-hmm. nothing that's that could not be what it is right now. Right? Yeah. I think that could be what it is. And then, I mean, I love Pinterest. Pinterest can be the worst tool for me because brides will bring me these amazing over the top things. And then I tell them how much it costs and they're like, Oh, okay. Because Pinterest is the world of of the over the top and the extreme. So I'm like, how can we take that down, but still incorporate it into your event? And, you know, I think that's, that's one of my biggest jobs as being a wedding editor because of Pinterest but yet it's my favorite tool as well. I love Pinterest. So it gives me so much inspiration. 
For sure. And finding your style. Yeah. You know, finding your style. So you probably aren't doing a lot of just like green and white weddings anymore. I still do. Flowers once once in a while I do. It depends. Like I do have a green and white wedding this year. And in some ways it doesn't excite me as a wedding florist because I just want to do something so different. (laughs) But you know, it's very classic. Yeah. It's for the classic, the timeless bride who wants just something very modern but classic. So what I do is I just find different shades of white or different types of flowers that are white and and it will give you some interest there. So yeah. that's kind of how I deal with the the green and white brides. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And like roses, do you do like special things with roses? I've seen people like fold the petals down. Yeah, you can reflex petals. I always, you can twist them between your hands to get them to open up. Oh. Kind of like, uh-huh. what would you call that? Like Going a, back and forth. Um, chopsticks. Rubbing your hands together <laughs> like chopsticks. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like those little pencils and then their hair would stick yeah. up. Yes, the, the pencils, yeah. the fuzzy yeah. pencils. Yes. Yeah. So do that with your beautiful rose if they're so closed up. Do you do up. it to the stem or do mm-hmm. you do it to the, the stem? You do it to the stem and they'll open up and you can blow on them as well. And you can also reflex the petals back, but you have to be very careful. Sometimes I do that and the head will pop right off. So you have to be careful. It has to be a kind of a durable rose and garden roses are very in, Mm -hmm. you know, like the specialty roses and they cost wholesale sometimes about $5 a stem. So, you know, I, in, in my business, I, love to just make every flower very special. Like they each have a special place in my Mm -hmm. arrangements. It's so important to me that each flower has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I I feel when I'm arranging, it sounds silly, but they each have like their little personalities. So it's like a storybook almost. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And they're he's and she's and, and you know, they have little names and... (laughs) Basic fair industries are the exact same. Are they? Same good. Oh, good. Yes. We're like, oh, yeah. She's, a different she's so cute. Yeah. Or, yeah. How <laughs> fun. Okay. I don't know how to say this word right, but Ikebana. Yeah. Um, is it, um, is this style still in and tell us about it? I love Ikebana. What does it mean? It's defined. Uh, Ikebana. I'm not sure exactly what it means. Or maybe you can pull Corey's it up. On it. <laughs> Corey's on it. I know it is Japanese. I know it. it's intentional. Mm-hmm. It's very intentional. It's like it, the flowers have a purpose. So mm-hmm. um, I love that style because it can be so, you know, it's very artistic. It's a form of art, basically. Beautiful. That sounds like what you're doing anyway. Yeah. Sounds- yeah. And usually it's in a low container. Mm. And it's just like one or two stems. Wow. And you can oh, do, yeah. Like sometimes that. do the stem curl? Yeah, you can have a, a like a curly stem. Having uh-huh. like, I mean, you can have straight up and down stem. You know, mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of gives you a certain look. Is a frog at the bottom? You Yes, usually, or some sort of structure down there uh-huh. in a bowl. It depends. But I like to use the floral frogs. Yeah. They're the little round metal with the pins on them. I, yeah. Yeah. So that's so usually what I guess. Go ahead. It says, uh, it's the Japanese art of flower arrangement. Um, the tradition dates back to, I don't know how to pronounce this period, but. Um, yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, the, A long time yeah. ago. Yes. Um, so yeah, 
just the Japanese art of flower arrangement. Oh, it's kind of what Love you it. said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I knew that. I knew totally. that. <laughs> so yes, I think it is still a big trend uh-huh. and you can, and I've learned to use it different ways. Like I used to think, oh, it's got to be this, you know, structured flower or Japanese looking or very modern, but I use them with roses. Now I use them with things that are unexpected. So it's a really fun way to bring the cost down too, because it, it's only using three flowers, but yet those three flowers can be beautiful and stand out and have their unique personality. Yeah. Like a little sculpture. So I, I still love it. I still think it's a huge trend. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think it's going away. Um, What certain flowers are having their moment? Well, right now, we, I mean, right now in the spring, mm-hmm. it is everything from Japan because we can't get flowers. Yeah. We don't grow flowers in the U.S. right now. Uh-huh. So these, these flowers are like on steroids. They're just amazing. Mm. So amazing. Like ranunculus, the roughly petals. It's mm-hmm. probably like, I've seen some almost as big as my face. Like, what? Yeah. So wow, it's crazy. So the flowers right now are my favorite and I don't usually have weddings right now. So it's kind of an interesting time, but everyone asks me, when would I, when should I do a wedding to have the most beautiful flowers? And I'm always like, it's like February, March, which is not when you want to have a wedding, Interesting, but yeah. it's when our most beautiful early yeah. spring flowers are available mm-hmm. and they're just on steroids and amazing. And I think another trend that we keep seeing are dyed flowers. I don't know if you've seen these. Oh. They're not dried. Dried was dried still in a little bit. Mixing mm. dried with, with fresh is more in than the boho style, but um, I'm seeing dyed flowers a lot. Dyed sweet peas, dyed tulips, dyed baby's breath, things like that. Oh. So it kind of creates like an otherworldly look a little bit and yeah. painting flowers is, is really in style. So things like that very are very Warhol interesting. Yeah. And it's bit. not just the, culture. the blue carnation. I know you guys are both picturing <laughs> the blue carnation, right? <laughs> <That's amazing>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's different. Uh-huh. They're doing it with all sorts of flowers and, or the orchid, the blue orchid. No, they're mm-hmm. They're doing it in a pretty way where it's helps. lovely. More yes, yeah, more artful, more cool. painterly. So yeah. it's really, it's really been fun. So mm, that's cool. So if you have an outlandish style and like you want to do something funky, like that'd be a cool direction yes. to go. Yes. I'm waiting for my bride that wants like a sunset themed wedding. Ooh, I really want to do something. I mean, the, yeah. the eyeshadow. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. My, my sparkles. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. How soon do you need um, to think about flowers in the process of an event? I think right away is you just got engaged. You keep staring at your ring. You're mm-hmm. so, so excited. First thing you got to do is call a florist. Um, first thing you've got to do is call book a, a venue <laughs> or a, a wedding, venue. wedding planner. Oh, this call me. If you're doing yes. flowers, you need to know if, the, yes. if it's indoor or outdoor. Mm-hmm. So you, so you want to book a venue blooms. first okay. or think about where you're having your event. You know, if it's inside, then, you know, even in your own home, if you're having a dinner or a Valentine's celebration, you want to think about where you're going to put your 
flowers in your own home. So I think having the venue, looking at your your color palette and what the venue offers, like if it's in the mountains, you want to do something a little different. I really like to use the venue and the season Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about flowers. But um, you don't have to book your florist right away unless I mean, I have people that book me like before they're engaged, probably like six months before they're before they're engaged. So, so like, obviously we record uh, months in advance for our podcast. So we're like beginning of February right now. How many weddings do you have on the docket for this year already? I have eight weddings and I'm looking to add one more in the fall. So, and that's, that's really soon. Yeah. Yeah. One or two more. So how much of a lead time do you need? I would love a huge lead time. I mean, I have some out of state brides that book me two years in advance but it's a Utah thing to book like three months in advance. And right now that is crazy. So this year is going to be the busiest year for weddings since 1986. I don't know what happened in 1986, but it was a huge year for weddings as well. Mm. But this is the the biggest year. The number of weddings? Yes. Like like the sheer number across the world. Maybe it's really? because, it's the because air, of the pandemic. And it's because of the pandemic uh, and love it. is yeah. in the air and people are yeah. holding yeah. off. Yeah. You know, forever. I, we have a new lease on life. We have like, a lo- new lease on life. Now. You never know. Well, no, I totally yeah. agree with that. It, people are just now. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. do it now. Let's, let's start living our life. Let's live every day for today. Yeah. So I truly feel like people are ready to celebrate and to, and they realize life is short. Mm -hmm. So why not do it now? So love people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So gosh, that's fascinating. You're already booked into the fall. I know they do. They call you like right away. They call me right away. I would love like a six month lead time, honestly, but we also would like a six month lead time before we bring around. Yes, I know. Wouldn't that be nice? It is. Six months is the magical number. And sometimes if I get a bride for a year or two, it's almost more work because they change their ideas. I'm sure you get the same thing with design. Like, well, I saw this and this is new and now I want to do this. And like, wait, that's totally different than what we started out with. So, you know, there is a magical time frame where you have Mm -hmm. to make decisions fast and with COVID and, and just coming out of that with weddings and events, I feel like everything is booking fast. So I feel this like anxiety, like, oh my goodness, we need to get your flowers going. We need to do this and this and this. So a lot of urgency. So when someone comes or calls you, how often are they like a hundred, well, not a hundred percent. We just talked about them flip-flopping, but come to you with ideas or they're like, I'm getting married. Will you help me discover what it should be? Like kind of. A lot of people come to me with that, with the discovery. Like they just don't know how to put their ideas together. Yeah. I, I assume it's a lot the same in your environment. Like they, they know what they like and don't like when they see it. But it's so hard for me to show people what the end product is going to look like. Yeah. And I think that's like a frustration. So my best advice to all the people out there who need a florist or a wedding planner, just trust it's just about trust and then they'll create magic for you. Mm-hmm. If you trust your florist, they can just create amazing things. That's the same thing with us. You guys. Yay! <laughs> just trust just us. Just trust us. I know. And, and sometimes that's hard to do when you have one day. You have yeah, one day. So, true. so uh, 
you know, but I think because I've been around a while, you can see what I've done on the internet. You can see, you know, what, what I've done and it just, and just the confidence that comes with doing this a lot of times, but I do have brides that, and I love, I love to collaborate. I love that. I love it when a bride comes to me with a specific vision and I'm like, yes, well, we can take that here. Or if I, maybe I don't like what they've given me, or I don't think it's going to work. Um, I can make suggestions and the end product is always amazing. So through your filter. Yeah. 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 So, Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, couple questions. Um, any tips on making florals last longer? Um, yes. And I am an event florist. So this means I don't own a flower shop of my own. Um, but making flowers last is so important to me. The quality of flowers is so important to me. That's why I get my flowers from all over. I get them from the LA market. I get them from, you know, and then they get them from Japan and Africa. So the amount of time that it's on the truck or, you know, from field to table type of thing is really important to me and the quality. And we live in a very dry climate, obviously, Mm -hmm. even in the winter. So we have to hydrate right away. So I think cutting the stems, like if you go to Trader Joe's, say, and you're getting a, a thing of flowers, those have been on a truck for a long time. And then they just stick them in this, you know, barrel or what, what is it called? Pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. bucket mm-hmm. bucket yeah. <laughs> they stick it in this bucket and so then it goes to your house you want to make sure to cut those stems as soon as possible and put them in water and and if they give you floral food great if they don't just fresh cold water is the best thing for your flowers and okay. how often do you like re i don't know i've heard like do it daily or every other day where you actually like snip the ends and like redo the water it depends on the flower them. okay you know because and I don't do that. I personally don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that. That that just is too much time, right? You're not going to recut your flowers every day. I mean, you could if you got them like say on a Monday and you have an event like on a Thursday mm-hmm. that you want them to look pretty for. Then yeah, recut them, put some fresh new water in there and and they'll look beautiful. So I think that's that's one way of keeping your flowers fresh and cool. Flowers like a cool temperature. So if you want them to stay fresh, put them in your basement or, you know, your coldest room. Yeah. No hot windows. Yes. West facing windows. Yeah. Okay. Do you use a frog every time and do you leave them with guests or do you just use foam or tape for a wedding? So it depends. I get a lot of out of state weddings. Mm -hmm. We get destination weddings in Utah because of our beautiful Park City Mountains. So sometimes I, they just, they don't want to take the flowers anywhere after because they're going on a plane. So um, sometimes I'll donate them to to somewhere that needs them. You can't take them to hospitals because they have certain fresh flower rules, but like some care centers or just neighbors always get my flowers. But I use, I don't always use floral frogs in event weddings because they are expensive. Mm -hmm. And so if they do take them home, I definitely lose them. Yeah. So I don't like to use floral foam. I'm kind of against floral foam because Flowers don't last in floral foam and it's floral foam is pretty toxic to our environment. Mm -hmm. So I know flowers don't like floral foam, so they're not going to last as long. So any chance I get, I try to use like 
a frog in the Ikebana arrangements, because that's basically all you can use, mm-hmm. or chicken wire. I mash up chicken wire smart, and do the tape over the top, the floral tape grid. So mm-hmm. that that's how I do my flowers. Like if I'm doing a centerpiece at home, mm-hmm. that's how I do it. Smart. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. Clever. But it can ruin the vases, mm-hmm. you know, because it does rust. So you have to be careful using the wire. Okay. Yeah. In your beautiful vases. <laughs> okay. Um, you talked about foraging. Yes. Um, what are your favorite snips? So, oh my gosh, what are they called? I'm writing this down. <laughs> I have to look at my phone for them, but they are Japanese and they are called, are they called um, Sakagan? And they're on Amazon. Let's see. Yeah. S-A-K-A-G-E-N. Sakagan. And they're Japanese. And they, they're very sharp. So you just have to be careful. And do you just keep them in your car with you at all times? I keep a pair in my car. Mm-hmm. I keep, and you might want like a clipper too, yeah. like a good Home Depot clipper okay. for branches okay. and things like that. Because mm-hmm. the Sakagan, it has like a, a short little snips okay. on them, but they're so great for just cutting stems and yeah. they're sharp. They're so sharp. So I love those. They're kind of expensive, but they are my favorite. And guaranteed, I throw away like a scissor or two every time I do flowers. Because the stem goes in the trash. Sometimes the scissors go in the trash. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So, yeah. I do that. Yeah. Yeah, But they are great. And you can buy them on Amazon. Okay. I love that. Foraging do's and don'ts. So, (laughs) (laughs) so... Recently, I had a horrible experience with foraging. I have some funny stories with foraging. I don't know how much I, I dare share with everybody because... I really do want to know, like, how, because I'm just... I, do you ever feel... Oh, like, I always feel uh, like I'm doing something naughty. Oh, I'm just like, going to catch me. Or even, like, what is that woman doing on the side of the road cutting that weed you know like Uh I am constantly looking for flowers like it is a huge distraction for me because I'll see something pretty and I'm like oh pretty I need to remember where that is I never remember where it is yeah but like sides of the road honestly our our canyons are great places to forage your neighbor's backyard front yard not great places to forage oh I thought you were going to say those are also great places well I do have some wonderful neighbors who have you know let me but always ask first you know Mm -hmm. and don't get offended if they say no you know but yeah but I always need a construction vest or something when I'm in the canyon just so like nobody like questions what I'm doing I know I'm like should I get an orange vest so it looks like I know what I'm doing when I'm in this I'll order us one random okay. parking lot, you know, like <laughs> abandoned. So usually yeah. I just have spots that I go to and, and a rule, I mean, just being careful of the environment. Don't cut down the whole tree. You know, you want yeah. this to be here next year for somebody else, you know, or, yeah, sure. or something like that. So I kind of like try to cut from the bottom or, you know, mm-hmm. so it'll regrow. And, yeah. you know, I do think, thoughtfully when I do forage I'm not just like this crazy cut down the tree type person so it matters you were about to say the don'ts oh oh yes my story so uh I've been foraging for about nine years I've never had a problem until this year and I was foraging in one of our canyons and it was what time of year was that October October October. it was right before your party (laughs) And I don't know if I forged something horrible, but I think it was poison oak. 
So we have it, poison ivy and poison, not so much poison oak in Utah, but poison ivy. So I know what it looks like. Everywhere. Everywhere. And there are different kinds that are beautiful. So does it look like scrub oak? Yeah. Well, scrub oak is a little different. These were like beautiful yellow leaves, yellow and orange leaves. And I couldn't believe it. But I think I got into some poison oak and I had the worst reaction. At first, we thought it was MRSA because it was so bad. And so you have to be very careful. And I would just suggest wearing gloves, Mm. wearing gloves, wearing long pants, long sleeves, wearing boots, Mm -hmm. and then just... Are you looking up at a picture? Yeah. yeah. And poison oak is less prevalent in Utah? Yeah, than, it's than, less than, prevalent oh. in Utah. It's more prevalent in California. Gosh, and they just look like normal leaves. Yeah. I know. So oh, I just, scary. I can't believe it's the first time I've ever experienced that. But mm-hmm. I think it got on my ankles and got on my clothes. So I kept reinfecting myself without knowing it. And oh. it can be really, really bad. So I put a little bubble on my Instagram about my experience just because it was like one of the worst things I've ever had to deal with in my life. How long long did it last? Well, it was about a month. Wow. A month. And, um, they, the dermatologist put me on a really high dose of prednisone, which gave me a whole different experience. Then I could not sleep. You know, my brain was running a million miles an hour. So that was horrible, but necessary. Mm-hmm. But it lasted about a month, which is gloves. Not fun. Oh. Yeah, I know. Long pants, long, long, pants, sleeves, long sleeves, gloves. Boots. You know, okay. just be careful out yeah. there. Happy <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Next. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sp- there's spiders too. Sometimes um, you get bugs and spiders. So you have to be careful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One of the listener questions is what should I plant in my garden to create a bouquet? Well, I think, you know, roses, tulips. In the West, primarily, you can do dahlias in the summer. Roses mm-hmm. are, are the whole year and garden roses specifically. And some people don't like the maintenance of roses, but I have a few beautiful like heirloom garden roses that I put in my arrangements and grow in my garden. And I just love them. And even if you love, like if you go to Home Depot, you love this, this flower. Mm -hmm. I always get potted flowers and cut them for my arrangements. It's Mm -hmm. something that just kind of makes them unique and different. And then I'll plant the pot in my garden. If I like that, yeah, Yeah. then I plant it in my garden. So I love hydrangeas, especially like the lacy hydrangeas. Mm -hmm. I think it adds such a beautiful texture and they dry so well. So that's something I constantly use. One of the gals that works for us, she was saying how this year she's going to plant lots of this little teeny tiny white flower that that they always use in weddings. Oh yeah. Um, Maybe it's Lily of the Valley. It sells really well in for all brides and everything. So she was just going to do a ton of it. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I didn't know what that I'm was. I'm always clipping. Of the Valley. I'm not, the, I'm not the best at growing. I'm better at clipping. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Last question for sure. you. We asked this to all of our guests. Um, and that is how do you define luxury? So, you know, I knew you asked this of all your guests. So I tried to think about it and I'm a Leo. So luxury is very important to me in every day of my life, but I also own my own business. And so self-care is like 
sometimes non-existent. And I'm sure you ladies feel yeah. the same way. And yeah. as a mother, you know, just, I feel like the, the extra time that I have goes to my kids because mm-hmm. they're definitely lacking, yeah. you know, when I have a job or a wedding. So I don't have time. So time to me is, and is a huge luxury mm-hmm. time with my family, time by myself to do self-care. And it's something that I don't have enough of in my life. So what I try to do are little things throughout the day. And you were talking about this earlier, but it's kind of the same thing that I do. I, you know, I light the $50 candle Mm -hmm. because that makes me feel special Mm -hmm. and have self-care. And, you know, my my brain is running all the time as a creative and a business owner. So doing special things like an expensive face mask or a facial or after a wedding, I always buy myself some sort of special thing that I wanted, whether it's like a pair of shoes or a pretty dress. And it's something I just wouldn't normally do like every day. Yeah. So, you know, rewards are huge for me. So if I can incorporate a little tiny thing in my everyday, Mm -hmm. I think just adding a bit of luxury helps me get through the day and helps me to be a business owner and not get burned out. Mm -hmm. So beautiful answer. That was really great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Allison. What a treat to have you on. And thanks for sharing your wisdom and knowledge. And all of you need to check out her Instagram. It's Lafette, L-A-F-E-T-E, floral. And um, it's beautiful. It's like such a treat for the eyes. And she's so fun to look at. You better have pictures of yourself on there too. I don't know. So they can (laughs) see you. Yeah. Anyway, she's awesome. Thanks again. We'll catch you you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 